You know, maybe one of the reasons that we had separate tables growing up is because we just didn't want to sit with everybody, <laughs> you know? Uh, maybe that's why you had your table, because there were just some relatives that came that you really didn't want to spend time with. Like, what if these guys showed up here at, um, at your family? Maybe that could be what it looks like. No, those are not puppets. Those are actually real live monkeys. And so whenever Thanksgiving begins to roll around, your anxiety level just begins to go up and up and up because of what you know perhaps is about to happen at, at your house. You look out in the driveway and, well, there comes your loony aunt and your obnoxious, obnoxious uncle. And right behind them is your never-do-anything-wrong brother and his, well, bless her heart, second wife. The kids just ran through the door and, and they almost knocked over Meemaw and her pan of I'm the only one who makes the dressing right. Um, and no matter what, you know that somebody is going to bring up politics. Somebody's going to be talking about your sister's new boyfriend or why is it that we have to be at this house again? We always come to this house. Why can't we go somewhere else? The family game is, or the football game is too loud, the turkey is too dry, and why is your aunt standing up to say the pledge during the blessing? <laughs> you silently tell yourself, you will never do this again, at least with not, without alcohol, all right? And we call it Thanksgiving. We call it Thanksgiving, but it's hard to be thankful when we are so stressed and we are so filled with anxiety. Hey, look, everybody's family is a little bit weird. Yours may be more than others. And so here's the deal. Before you give thanks on Thursday, how about allow God to give you some peace today? Allow God to give you a little bit of peace. Jehoshaphat would have liked some peace. I don't know if you know Jehoshaphat. I don't know if you thought I just sneezed or not, but Jehoshaphat is one of those guys that you maybe have never heard from in one of those books in the Bible that you've never read. But his story is how to handle life when things just seem to be piling up against you and you have, you have others who are putting battle lines down and they're clearly drawing them and you know exactly where they stand and they know where you stand. According to the story that's there in the book of Second Chronicles, you have this group of people known as the Moabites. They're descendants of Lot and they formed a great and powerful confederacy with the surrounding nations and they marched against the people of Judah and their king, Jehoshaphat. And it was a military version of a perfect storm. The Jews could handle one army, but not whenever all these armies began to ally one with another and then head out to do battle. It was just more than they could handle. And maybe you know what it's like to feel ganged up on. You understand that, especially during this holiday season. Every car that pulls into the driveway, your blood pressure just rises exponentially. Everybody else just seems to look forward to getting together for Thanksgiving. They talk about, oh, how great it is, and you hear all these different stories, and those are all really great, but you're like, man, if you could only show up at my family Thanksgiving, there's a reason that your family only gets together once a year, right? There's a reason for that. And your family's one thing, with all of its quirks and with all their idiosyncrasies, but then you add in the in-laws with all of their opinions and their demands, and then there's that unexpected last-minute guest you know, the one that has all the dietary restrictions? And your anxiety level just keeps on going up the closer you get to Thanksgiving. Well, Jehoshaphat's response to being outnumbered, I think it deserves some attention for us just real quickly today. When you read his story in Second Chronicles chapter 20, you'll find that he sets himself down to seek the Lord. 
He proclaims a fast throughout all of Judea, and then he cries out to God in prayer. And he confesses to God, and he says, God, I have no power. I have no power, nor do I really know what to do. But our eyes, he said, are upon you. And the message that he receives from the Lord is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid or dismayed because of this great multitude that's showing up in, in your driveway. For the battle is not yours, but God's. See, Jehoshaphat totally believed. He, totally, he so totally believed in God that he said, all right, we're going to fast and we're going to pray and we're going to listen to see what the Lord says. And it's remarkable the decision that Jehoshaphat then makes because when, when the people go into battle, they actually send the singers out in front. He sends the praise team out first. Joseph had knew the real battle was a spiritual one, so he led with worshipers, and he led with worship. And by the time that they reached the battlefield, well, the battle was over. The enemies had all turned on one another, and the Hebrews, they didn't even have to draw a sword. And so this holiday season, what I want you to do is just learn a lesson from a king that you have never heard of. And here's the first lesson. Before you fight with your family, spend time in worship with God. All right, before you fight with your family, spend time in worship with God. Jehoshaphat, he said he was afraid and he resolved to seek the Lord. And truth be told, maybe you're uneasy about what's going to happen this year. Maybe it's the first Thanksgiving since dad died. And there are going to be grumblings about the will. And this is going to be the first maybe get together since the divorce. And there's bound to be some awkward moments. And it just seems like every year it just gets tougher and tougher to smile and be nice in the face of the constant criticism that maybe comes from your mother. And you're just afraid. You're afraid, and, and, and there's true worry that you have. But why not seek the Lord in praise and prayer? It's what we've been doing today. It's why we were able to listen to just different, just different snippets of stories of thankfulness, to hear what other people are thinking about right here and, and, and right now, and to have our eyes and to have our hearts, our, our souls, refocused a little bit more on, on the Lord. And to remember, there is reason to be thankful. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 6 and verse 12. Here's the prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed. It says, O Lord our God, the God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty, and no one can stand against you. We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. And did you hear how Jehoshaphat declared God's strength and admitted his own weakness? It'd be a great thing for you to do this holiday season. To be able to say, God, you're the ruler. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you, but I'm powerless because I just don't know what to do. Maybe you feel the helplessness that's there in your situation. I want you to take heart because the one who is the ruler of kingdoms is also the same one who is the ruler of families. And his power and his might are just as vibrant today as when Jehoshaphat prayed. So why not acknowledge God's strength in your current environment? Why don't you go ahead and claim his power before you clean your uncle's clock? I mean, that'd be a great thing to do. Nothing worse at Thanksgiving than to all of a sudden have a food fight that was not caused by the kids that were sitting over there at Ned's table. And then while you're worshiping, why don't you confess your fears? Why don't you confess your fears? Listen to what he says in verse 10. He starts naming all the people who had gathered around Israel. He said, here are the Ammonites, the Moabites, 
the inhabitants of Mount Seir. He's saying, here's all the people that are rising up against us. I want to encourage you to talk with God about specific people that are surrounding you. You know, it's one thing to pray in your life, Lord, I want you to, to bless this upcoming meal as a family or, or even to take it beyond the Thanksgiving season. Lord, I want you to, to bless my office. Lord, I would love for you to bless this classroom. God, I, I would love for you to bless this home. But it's another thing to pray, Lord, I've got a meal with my family in 18 days and I'm filled with anxiety. Or God, I've got this business trip coming up in two weeks and, and I'm really concerned about what's going to take place. Or, or Lord, you, you know Thanksgiving is coming on, on Thursday and, and I know that my father-in-law is going to be there and we normally get into an argument. And Lord, would you just please grant me a spirit of peace so that I can sleep well over the next few days? And Lord, will you grant me wisdom so that I can be prepared for our conversations? And would you soften his heart towards me and give him a generous spirit? Lord, would you, help, would you help us have a gracious conversation in which we both are able to benefit and, and your name is honored? You know, a prayer like this acknowledges the spiritual battle that we all face. And it also acknowledges a dependence upon God. So before you go and you sit down around that table, before you look for, for reasons to go off and hide, why don't... Why don't you name the specific things that are causing you anxiety right here and right now? Confess those fears. And then when you do, be still. Be still. You don't have to fight, but you do need to be still. That's what it says in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17. The Lord said, you don't have to fight this battle. Position yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't have to fight with your mom or your dad. You don't have to fight with your brother-in-law. You don't have to get into a fight with your sister. You don't have to go and eat in the other room. You don't have to leave early. Be still. Stop trying to make everybody happy. You don't have to fill up everybody's plate. You don't have to make sure that Everybody is enjoying themselves. You just be still. Stop walking on eggshells. Be still. Allow room for God at your table this Thanksgiving. Stop worrying about what the next conversation is going to be. You look for God to work in an amazing way. And here's my favorite part of the story. It's in verse 20. Again, we're there in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It says, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord, for his faithful love endures forever. You know, I'm pretty confident that the people who signed up for the praise team never imagined that they'd be leading the army. I'm pretty sure that those who are part of our worship team didn't show up this morning, you know, to, to sing through the songs and to kind of get ready for what was going on. And, and I don't think Chad looked at him and said, hey, you guys are doing a great job. Now, after we get finished singing, we're all going to go into battle. All right? And, and we're going to be out front, and we're going to be leading the way, and I, I really want us to do a good job with this. And yet, what a beautiful picture. In the face of people who wanted to fight, God's children chose instead to praise. And maybe you need to break out in song before you break out in sarcasm this week. 
Maybe instead of an insult, you need to offer a hymn. Maybe you need to arrive at your family dinner with a song on your lips and with grace in your heart. You need to use the time that we are together today to, to prepare you for whatever it is that's going to be coming this week. You know, the love of family can be a fickle thing. But God's faithful love endures forever. And so thank him this Thanksgiving. And before you fight, you worship. And you're going to be amazed at the peace that, that you will enjoy. In fact, your countenance is going to be different. And your actions will change. I promise you, your attitude will be better. And your entire family, man, they are going to look at you when they see the way that you act this Thanksgiving. And when they, they see the way that you just let things roll off. And, and, and when they see that you're not just on eggshells and it's like pins and needles. When, when they see that you're able to enjoy and to laugh and to be able to actually give thanks. Well, they're going to think that you're as loony as your hand. And they're going to start saying, oh, mm-hmm. There she is, Aunt Addie, made over right there. Or they'll think you've got something strong in your drink. But you can say no. It has nothing to do with any of those things. I've just chosen this year to praise God. To praise God. For those who are sitting at the big table and for those who are sitting at Ned's. And to be thankful that God has given me a place at his table. Father, we thank you again for your goodness. We thank you again for your patience and how you have been so calm with us. Will the peace that only comes from you, will the stillness that only you grant Will it fill our hearts and minds? Will it, will it be part of our spirit during this week? Father, my prayer, is, my prayer is that this is going to be a Thanksgiving that will be one that's full of memories that families are able to enjoy and to just, just really relax. And I would love to say that's going to be the scene for every single family. That's going to be a, a Hallmark movie. It's going to be one of those Norman Rockwell paintings. But, but I'm not naive. I understand that I understand that there's going to be a lot of homes where it's just going to be difficult. And so the prayer is then that before there are any fights, that there will be worship. And that before we speak to any of our aunts and uncles, any of our family members, Father, that we will first speak to you. And then we'll talk to you about our, our fears. We will name those things that are causing anxiety right here in our lives. And it is our prayer that, that we will go into this week with a thankful heart that, that bubbles forth in, in praises and in song so that we might be able, Father, to have a good perspective and focus. Father, we give thanks not only this week, but each and every day of our lives for, for what it is that you have given to us, for the blessings that you have granted to be a part of this family of God. And so again, Father, we say thank you for this moment. We say thank you for this season, for allowing us to be here today. Will you fill our thanksgiving with peace? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Church, we want to sing together to again offer praise. This is you starting 
starting to go into whatever battle that you have coming up this week. It might not be with your family. It might not be around any table. It, it could be at work. It could be something going on in a doctor's office. I don't know what the trial is, what the concern is that you're going to be facing. But right now, as we sing together, this is your time to get out in front of it. It is your time to give thanks to the Lord because his faithful love endures forever. And if some of the things that you have heard today, if some of the things that we have shared together, if, it is, if the Spirit has, has really touched you and you would like to have a conversation with someone about it privately, we want you to know that in our lobby we have a prayer room. You can exit out the main doors and turn to your right. You'll be right there on your left. And one of our elders will be in that room. If you'd just like to have a time of, of private prayer and reflection, you're welcome to do that. Church, we want you to know that if the thankfulness that you feel for God if is overwhelming and, and you're like, you know what, I, I know that God has been with me every step of the way, but I have refused to truly walk in step with him. Maybe you need to come this morning and say, I'm so thankful for the forgiveness that God offers and I, I need to be willing to receive it. Maybe you'd like to be baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, to, to truly understand what it means to, to be redeemed, to understand what it means, to, wow, to really have something to actually be thankful for. We would love to celebrate with you in this moment, in this time. The opportunity is yours. But as we sing, understand you are out in front. You are out in front, and maybe it's not you that, that you're worried about. Maybe you're out in front of the people that are sitting beside you. Maybe it's somebody who's behind you this morning. They're going to have the difficult week. They're going to have the hard time. They're the ones that are right now tied up in knots just because of what we have been sharing. And you're going to stand and you're going to praise God because you're walking out in front of them this morning, okay? It's not just about you. It's about us together as a church family. So can we rise and in one voice give praise and thanks to God?